I'd like to take your Bible and turn to Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 3. Isaiah 60, verse 1 through 3. Praise God. Amen. Well, chapter 60 and verse 1 through 3. Amen. How many feel good in the Lord today? Amen. How many know you're blessed people? Above everything else in this world, you're blessed because God has blessed you. Praise God. Okay, we're ready to go. Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen up on you. The glory of the Lord. How many believe the scriptures? People say you can't receive the glory. Well, that, that there says you can. Not only it says you can, it says it is up on you, the glory of the Lord. It is up on you. Okay. Verse 2. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. How many know that the darkness is pretty well covering the earth today? Everywhere you turn, you hear devastation things. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what's good. God is good, and God is good all the time. And every crisis in our life, he's still good. And deep darkness, the people. For the Lord will rise over you. And his glory shall be seen upon you. Upon you, okay? The Gentiles, which is us, shall come to your light, and the kings of the brightness of your rising. Amen. Now we're going to title this Arise and Shine. Amen? Arise and Shine. Most of my childhood, growing up, I went barefooted. But when I went in the service, they taught me what it meant to have shoes shined. I won't go into that, but anyhow, they taught me how to do that. But we're going to speak at a pointed time. We're going to title this Arise and Shine. God has a pointed time in the book of Ecclesiastes. A time and a season for everything. Pointed time. Let me just share something here, what they say. When it says immediately, it means one day or three years. We have a mentality when immediately we want it right then. But God's time is not like our time. It, it, it's, it's not that way. Then it says very soon means one to ten years. Now or this day means one to 40 years. And soon, the term Jesus used to describe the time of his soon returning. How long has it been since he said, I'm coming soon? How long has it been? 2,000 years. In Genesis 3.15, when he said to the 
Jesus' heel will bruise the serpent's head. It's been 4,000 years before that ever happened. But God has appointed time that he reveals to us. And I feel very strongly in my spirit, and I'm not trying to influence you or any way, but I've been up nearly all night, not that I've depressed or worried, but the glory of the Lord was just so rich and strong. We are on the verge of seeing a major change of faces in this church. We are. We are. Some of you say, well, I don't know about that. Well, that's right, you don't know. But I'm telling you, God does know. There's not anything he doesn't know. He hides some things and we have to seek it out. You got to dig, you got to search it out and listen to God. So, this appointed time, those in darkness will see the light. And they gone. How many glad you saw the light one day? You saw the light. Brother Nicky, you glad you saw the light? I saw the light. That's all I know. That song. Oh, man. There's a new glory coming. Amen. You say, when's it going to come? I don't know, but I know it's on its way. Amen. How many know the new glory is on its way? Where it's at right now, I don't know, but it's on its way. There's a new honor and favor coming to your life and to your family. That's the word of God. As we go through this, if you believe the word of God, you'll see what is happening in the atmosphere today. And it's going to show up here. Acts 4, they prayed and the building shake. I'm looking forward to the day when we pray this building shakes. You say, well, it'll fall in. No, it won't fall in. It'll, it, 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 God will be here. And the glory of the Lord will be here. The glory of the Lord is always here. Jesus was born of a virgin at the appointed time. God has appointed time for you and I. Had appointed a time for me to get in the church. Had appointed a time for you to get in the church. He has appointed time when he called you to do something. Two Sundays ago, I believe it was, and Holly started singing the song, broke into the singing of the song, Amazing Grace. There was someone sitting in this congregation saw an angel descend from heaven and stood over her. He said, well, I don't know about that. I'm telling you, they did in the Bible. That's the sign that God is showing us the glory is come. If we believe it, that's just the beginning of what God is going to do. Amen. Someone has all told me, already told me, said, I believe that God has called me to be a prophet to this church. I believe that. God wants to see apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors in the church. Bible scholars said the church will never reach what God wants it to be until those are manifested in the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, and pastors, and teachers. Evangelists does not mean somebody's got to come by. Now, I know we've been taught that all these years, but that doesn't what that means. Paul told Timothy to do the work of evangelists. The church has to do the work of evangelists. There's got to be evangelistic spirit manifested in the church. So rise and shine. Rise and shine is a time of restoration. 
we're going to see for the Lord come back the greatest revival this world has ever seen. It may go on through a dark time, but I tell you, the Lord is rising up and he's shining in people's lives. It is a time for healing and deliverance. I don't know how many times that we go by St. Michael and that's just a drop, just a drop. Peggy mentioned it the other day we went by there. Can you imagine how many sick folks are there? That, that's just a drop in the world. We need a healing revival of souls and healing in our bodies. Amen? I don't know how many of you here this morning that needs healing in your body. Notice what it says here. Healing, arise and shine, your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. It doesn't matter what kind of prophecy God gives you. If you don't have faith to believe, it will not come to pass. I've been told that in my own life. Some people told me, the reason it's not being manifested because you're not operating in faith. You've got to have faith. You may say you have faith, but you've got to believe in your heart. When you believe in your heart, something will happen. Jesus, when the man brought his son that threw himself in the fire, he said, do you believe I can do this? Jesus said, do you believe I can do this? And the man said, yes, I believe, but help my unbelief. In other words, if there's something in my heart that will hinder my faith, I want you to heal me now so you can heal my son. I'm here this morning to say there's healing going to take place in this church like you've never seen before. We're going to live and we're going to practice the word of God. We're not going to talk about what the world's condition. We're going to talk about what God is doing. Amen? The Bible said we're going to give an account for every idle word. That's every negative word we say. We're going to give an account not only here, but when we stand in the judgments of God. I want you to pray for me. I tell you, I don't want to give no negative report. I want to bring you a good report, the good things of God. Glory to God. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon you. You ought to say amen. God wants to, his glory, and I'm going to come to the scripture in a minute, he wants his glory to rise up on every Christian in this world so the world can see that God is still alive, he's still on the throne, and they will come to it. They're going to come to it, the things of God. But the Lord shall rise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. And that's what happened couple of Sundays ago, the glory of the Lord, this angel come down. I don't know where, I hadn't talked to Holly. I don't know where she felt anything different, and I don't even know where she knew it or not, but I, know, I didn't see it, but somebody seen it and told us about it. Said we saw that angel come and stand upon her. Glory to God. The nation shall come to you and to your light, and the king to the brightness of your rising. King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. Didn't know what it was. He asked Daniel to interpret it. Daniel said the image of the image head is gold. Y'all remember that? And he said the feet is clay. And scholars says what he was talking about that we are the head of gold under God. 
And also, we see ourselves as the feet of clay. We do not see ourselves as God sees us. I mean, you know that God sees you in a different way you see yourself. God sees you the head of gold and not the feet of clay. We say, well, I'm nothing, but you're more than nothing. You're creating the image and the likeness of God. You have favor with God. And God loves you and cares about you. Jeremiah says this, I will restore health to you. Somebody ought to say amen, especially if you that need healing. You ought to say amen. He said, I will restore health to you. This is Jeremiah 30 and 17. And I will heal you of all of your wounds. We have multitudes of people that have been wounded for some reason or another, and they can't seem to get over it, but he's the healer of your health. He's the healer of your wounds. We have the living word of God's prophecy that that's what he is. That's what he is. Heal your wounds. Amen? Then he goes on, says the Lord, because they cast you out, saying this is a sign whom no man cares for you. The world may not care for you, but I know one that cares for you. I know one that was born and died for you. I know one that shed his blood and made your sins as white as snow. You ought to say amen. I'm telling you, church, church ought to get excited that the blood of Jesus has washed away all of our sin. And not only that, it says it cleanses you of all your sin. When the devil messes you up, that the blood is there to cleanse you of all of your sins. Hallelujah. It's not a one-time deal. It's a constant, consistently healing in your soul. Amen. You're going to make mistakes? Don't worry about it. Don't do a bunch of repentance. There's people who can do push-ups. They push up and clap their hand, push up and clap their hand. Well, we won't go no further than that. But anyhow, but I want you to know God is consistently in your life. Consistently. I mean, believe there's a harvest. I mean a real harvest. It's on its way here. God says in Joel 2.25, I will command you for the years, or I will compensate you for the years. The locusts have eaten, the caterpillar, and all the chewing worms. This is Joel 2.25. My great army which I sent among you. Now why would God send things to chew on his people? Because they won't repent. But once they repent, he said, I will restore all those wasted years. You ought to shout hallelujah. He said, I will restore all those wasted years. I will restore your health. I will heal your wounds. God cannot lie. He does not change. Rise and shine. I don't know about you, but I feel like rising and shining. I feel like the glory of the Lord has come upon us. And sure the Lord is with us. Praise God. Praise God. You have been created for God's glory. Brother James, you have been created for God's glory. That's not Billy Dupree. 
That's what Isaiah said about you. How many believe what the God says about you is the truth? Amen. You may have different feelings. Your feelings may disagree with God, but that doesn't change God. He says something different about you, Sister Jody. This is what he says about you. Even everyone who is called by my name, for I have created them are you for my glory, and I have formed you, and I have you. You created for the glory of God. He has formed you, and there's nothing can pluck you out of the hand of God. It doesn't matter where your children are. It doesn't matter. If you pray, they're under your covenant, under the blood covenant. Well, they're outside the covenant. No. They're coming. How many believe they're coming? Amen. They're coming. Praise God. Good things are happening in our life. Created us. The good things of God. Revelation 21 and 5 says this. He that sat upon the throne. Who's sitting on the throne? Jesus Christ. When he went back to glory, showed his blood to the Father, the Father gave all authority and power in heaven and in earth to him as he sat on the throne. He's on the throne. Now he says this. He that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Brother Ken done a good job in the Sunday school lesson this morning. He may not make your body new, but he's going to heal your body, but what he wants to make your spirit new. The word new means new, new refreshing. Refreshing. David said, I will be anointed with fresh oil. The word fresh there means green oil. Something that is alive. It's the Holy Ghost and fire in me that's keeping me alive. Something green and something new and something fresh. No, we don't have anything to do with it, but he does all that. He goes on to say, he said unto me, write these words for their truth and their faithful. He made you his glory. You may not feel like it, but you're still his glory. Amen? And you're in his hand. Could I have an amen at Deuteronomy 28 says you're the head? And that, that wasn't very strong. You're the head and not the tail. He made you the head. He didn't make you the tail. He made you above. He didn't make you beneath. He made you the glory and the apple of his eye means the most valuable part is you to him. That's the word of God. That's the truth. He cannot lie. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus tells the man on the cot, said, your sins are forgiven. They said among themselves, said, he blasphemeth. Only God can forgive sin. But Jesus knew their thoughts. He says, not, not your scripture says, this is found in Psalm, that you're a God. You say, well, I'm not a God. Yes, you're created in the image and the likeness of God. You're created to be kings and priests. 
Jesus was giving Paul said he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Jesus did not think it was robbery to be equal with God, but he never did anything without God's permission. I don't care what position we hold with the kingdom of God, we're still under the authority of God. We must be, obey him and do what he says to and we must get his permission. I know Brother James done some extending study on Nehemiah. Nehemiah did not one thing without the permission of the king. If he'd have done one thing without the permission of king, it was sudden death. Is that right? He knew he couldn't even go before the king without permission. He knew the king had to be in good attitude, feeling good, because if he went before him, he didn't feel too good. He'd get his head cut off. He operated under the authority. God has made us the head, not the tail, above and beneath, but we are still under the authority of the living God. One person come to him and said, good master. Jesus said, hold up. There's none good but God and God alone. God's the only one that's good. He's good all the time. When we're in a crisis, sometimes we don't think he's good, but he's still good. He doesn't change. We, we change. And that's why we can't go by our feelings. And that's why God allows your feelings to change, so you're going to trust in him, put your confidence in him, not in your feelings. So you made the head and not the tail. And, uh, and then Jesus went on to say, said, whoever sins you remit, I'll remit in heaven. I mean, you know, when you forgive somebody, God forgives you. Huh? That's why we baptize in Jesus' name, to wash away your sins. We're remitting your sins. He's given us that authority to do that. Paul was told by Ananias, rise, be baptized, washing away your sins. His sin was remitted. I'm just glad you're sin free. Now, you may mess up, but all you got to do is say, what? Father, forgive me. It's just like that. The wonderful good things of God. Going to make all things new. I uh, hope I never shall forget. When Jesus, and when they had that, what was it, uh, Mel Gibson, that movie show, The Passion, he was down under the cross, and blood was all over them. There's no way that they can project what Jesus looked like. There's no way how bloody he was. And Mary ran to him, and he looked up from under the cross and said, Behold, I make all things new. No person's sin is so black, no person went so far, so deep in sin, that God can't make them new again and make them new and fresh again. You ought to go out and buy the book if you're having some problems called Charles Swindoll, Laugh Again. God can make you laugh again. God can make you forget all your sorrow and all your griefs through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So he's tremendously blessed us, and he's blessing us. I know we ought to thank God for what he has done, but I believe that God wants us to thank him for what he's going to do today. Huh? It's easy to say what he has done, but can you say what he's going to do today? 
He said, Jesus said, go tell the fox, I walked yesterday and I'm going to walk today. I tell you, God's going to walk among your midst today and he's going to do you great things today. Amen? He's going to walk with you. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you're not going to pitch your tent. You're just going to walk right on through and he is with you. Don't pitch your tent and stay there. Just walk right on through it. We've already quoted this, but we'll give it to you. Psalm 92 and 10. I shall or I will be anointed with fresh oil. I talked to Leo Garrison one time and Sister Pauline about the word shall or will, which one's the strongest. And both of them said that English teachers will. When you hear what God says will, I will. That's a strong word from him. And he's able to do it. I may say some things today I sometimes I can't back up and can't do. But he has never said anything he can't back up and he can't do. Amen. He says, I will restore to you. He make your spirit sing again. He make you laugh again. He make you have joy that you didn't even know was available to you. Amen. Praise God. New, fresh, fresh. 1 Samuel 16, 13 said, And Samuel was commanded by God to anoint Saul. He said, Take a vial of oil and pour it upon his head. 1 Samuel 16 and 13. John Mason said that David was soaked, embedded with oil. He was covered with oil. That's the anointing. That represents the Spirit of God. And the anointing destroys the yoke. I wonder what would happen if we wished to really get soaked with the oil of the anointing of God, it destroys the yoke. I've heard preachers preach and a different thing. Oh, it's hard to live for God when I first got into church. It's hard to live for God. I thought, I don't know what I got into this for then. But I got to reading in that Bible and the Bible said, and my yoke is easy. My burden's light. I will take all of your heavy burdens away. Hallelujah. And I will make your road straight and right. Praise God. That's the kind of God we serve. We're not serving a God that's hard to serve. We serve a God that's loving and caring and is with you at all times. With you wherever you go. Praise God. You probably go sometime places you shouldn't go, but he's still with you. He's still with you. Praise God. Fresh oil means new freshman. And it comes only from God. Nowhere else you can get it. You can't go down to the bookstore and buy it. You can't buy it nowhere else. But it's free. And he gives it to us free. God is pouring out upon you and me. God has seen you. And David says, my cup does what? How many can say my cup runs over? It says, when the Holy Ghost come upon you, said, coming out of your belly, of your inward spirit, shall be rivers of living waters. Just running out, just flowing out. And it also, that's St. John 7, 38, and St. John 4 and 34, said he gives you the spirit without limits. Oh, he has no limits. 
We have limits, but God has no limits. I'm just glad he has no limits. He supplies all of your needs according to his riches and glory. And I forgot what chapter it is in Ephesians. He says, he has given you all things. He's given you all spiritual gifts because he loves you. He cares about you. He's made provision for us. The wonderful things of God. The wonderful things of God. You may have been anointed once, but how many know it's important for you to be anointed again? You can't, you can't live on one meal in a lifetime. Is that right? In Zimbabwe, we ought to stand to our feet sometime and shout hallelujah. Where Tudor Bismarck is, they do good to get one meal a day, and they have to pray tremendously to get one meal a day. And here we are with luxury of food. How blessed we are. Amen. Not only food, you're blessed to know God. You're blessed to have fellowship in a joint air with him. How blessed we are. Praise God. How many believe you're going to be blessed today? He's going to pour you out blessings. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy said the blessing has got your sin. Amen. Brother Melvin, he used to be a coon hunter, but he's not no more. But a coon dog gets the scent of his coon, and he's on its trail. What happens when the possum crosses the trail? The coon's running this way, and the possum runs across this way. What, what does the dog do? Huh? He stays on the coon. Armadillo crosses trail. What will he do? A deer runs across his trail. What does he do? I want you to know God has your scent. He said a blessing is after you. In a point in time, it's going to catch up with you. Not only it's going to jump on you, and it's going to bless you. He's got your scent. He knows. Well, I wish he'd hurry up and do it. There's a point in time when he's going to do it. When the fullness of time comes, he'll do it. He'll do it. I don't know when, but I know it's going to happen. Praise God. Good things are happening every day. What good things happen to you today? Somebody shout it out. What good things happen to you today? Our daddy used to tell us that, boys, anytime you get up in the morning and put both feet on the floor and walk, you know it's going to be a good day. How many know when you get up in the morning, you know it's going to be a good day? It's already a good day because you woke up. Hallelujah. I'm going to walk today and I'm going to walk tomorrow. Tell the fox that. David was anointed three times once he was king. Three times. Every time he was anointed, it carried him to another level. One anointing is not enough. Acts 2, they was anointed with the Holy Ghost. Acts 4, they got the Holy Ghost again. Ephesians says, be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be not drunk on wine. We wouldn't dare be drunk on wine, would we? That's a commandment in Greek. Do not be drunk on wine, but be Fill with the Spirit. You know, the Spirit is life. It's joy unspeakable. It's full of glory. If you want a life-changing experience, it's in the Spirit. You might say, well, I know somebody's got the Holy Ghost, and they're not too life-changing. They don't have the Holy Ghost that's in that book. They don't have the Holy Ghost that's from up yonder. 
because it's life-giving. It gives life. It is spirit. That's what it is. It gives you life. You have to be anointed. Each anointed changed David, lifting him up in a different power and a different authority. The wonderful blessings of God. Like Brother Plum said many times, I'm so glad he let me in on this. Amen? When we was building the other church down there, ambulance would go by and somebody would stop working. So, well, somebody's in trouble. Brother Plum said, yeah, but there goes help. I mean, glad that Jesus is with you in the time of your trouble. In the time of your sorrow, you do not weep and cry alone. He weeps with you. He joys with you. He shares all those things with you. Get ready. Get ready for a new level of power and authority. Get ready for a new anointing to come on your life. Get ready for a new flow of the Holy Spirit. Your utterance will get stronger and deeper. I mean, no, you can't get too much of God. I've read where some people was praying the Spirit of the Lord to come on them so strong they'd say, Lord, stop it. I can't take no more. Wouldn't you like to get in that place where you say, Lord, just stop it. I can't take no more. <laughs> oh, Lord, just stop it. I can't take no more. The Holy Spirit is laughter. What was Isaac's name? Laughter. You know why he was named laughter? Because he come out of a dead womb. Because he come out of a dead parents. Hallelujah. And we, we criticize Sarah because she laughed. But I want you to know the scripture. If you read the scripture closely, Abraham laughed too. <laughs> he said, what in the world are you talking about? Two old men and a woman like us. <laughs> have you looked at us lately and you saying we're going to have a baby? <laughs> so let's name him laughter. He was laughter. The Holy Spirit will make you laugh. Fill you with joy. Get ready for your ears to hear. Praise God and ask God for a hearing ear where you can hear God, to hear the Lord. This is a set time that God has for every one of us in our favor. It's a set time. It's coming. It's coming. This is a set time for us to rise and shine and give God the praise. There's a new season for each one of you. You have not received yet, but it's on its way. I don't know when it's going to get there. And you may not get all the fullness at one time, but there's a new season. I feel that in my spirit. There's a new season coming, coming. Amen. You know, the, the devil, he sure try to discourage you. We've had four major things happen at our house just the last few weeks. And some of it was pretty expensive. But I want you to know God is still God. I don't care what the devil is doing. There's a pointed time. Hallelujah. And I'm not saying God's going to bless us because of that, but I'm saying he's the God that blesses you at all times. Amen. Praise God. I mean, believe something good, not all has already happened to you now, but something else good is going to happen to you today. Amen. You've you got to believe. Not only believe, you've got to talk it. Paul says, I believe and I speak. David said, I believe and I speak. Paul copied David. I believe and I speak. Hallelujah. Praise God. The maintenance manager at New Boston, that part of the Bowie County one time, I was talking to him. 
He said, Bill, if you're real and what you're saying is real in your spirit and what you're talking to me is real, he said, I admire you. But if it's not real and you're putting on a show, said, I ain't got no use for you. I want you to know this is real. It's not no put on. You don't have to put on. God will give you words. Brother Otwell said one time, said, I told him everything I knew and some things I didn't know I told him. Where did he get that? Somebody won't tell me where he got that. He told him everything he knew, what he had learned, but he said, I told him things I didn't know. Where did he get that? Somebody said it. The Holy Ghost. How many of you the Holy Ghost will give you words in the time of need and you'll wonder where in the world did that come from? I'll tell you where it come from. The Father was with you, in you, giving you words. Jesus said, I don't speak any word except the Father gives me. That's what's happening. You look around and say, my goodness, I didn't, can't believe I said that. You didn't. He said it. The Holy Ghost used you to say it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a new season. The winter is over. Your spring season has arrived. We're hearing a lot of fear. And it's making people fearful. They're saying the icebergs is going to melt because of this global warming and it's going to flood people like Houston and Florida. We mentioned this in the Wednesday night service. Sister Sue spoke up right quick. She said, but God created the ocean in Genesis and he gave it a boundary. How many believe that? I don't care what they're saying about them icebergs. I'm believing what God has said. God said, this is your boundary and don't you cross it. The Bible says all the waters in the world, the major rivers in the world runs into the ocean and it never rises one bit because it's commanded by God, this is your border. How many of you know that God has a commandment on your life to the devil, this line you don't cross. You don't cross this line. That's what he told the devil, Job. Praise God, praise God. You got angels encamped about you. Flaming ministering spirits, hallelujah, fighting the powers of the darkness of hell for your life. You don't know what the devil's trying to do you at night when you're asleep. He's accuser of the brothers of day and night. They proved this in World War II that your mind never gets tired. Your mind never grows weary. It's your body that grows weary. And that's when the devil talks to you. The Bible tells us not to be ignorant of his schemes. He's a scheming worm. Maybe he's not a worm, but he's scheming. He's going to try to deceive you. Thank God we got something in us that's fighting our battle. The Bible says this is the day of salvation. Rejoice and be glad therein. Praise God. Jesus is working day and night. When that devil sits down on the side of your bed at night, Sister Osteen got up one morning and said, John said, I feel so bad. I just can't understand why my spirit feels like this. What's happening to me? He said, the devil talked to you last night. How many know the devil talks to you? How many know the devil can cause you to have dreams? Every dream's not from God. Every dream's not because you ate too much. The devil, he, I'm telling you, he, but God has come to put him down. Put him in his place. Was at coffee break at work one time. Unconsciously, I was sitting there with an 
ashtray. Back then they smoked it. And I would, Brother Kenyon and I were popping it back and forth. He'd go, boop, 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 boop. My father-in-law worked out there. This guy looked at me and he looked at Mr. Young and he called him and said, Frank, why don't you look over at your son-in-law and stop that? <laughs> but I got up and left. I want you to know the Lord knows how to make your devil to get up and leave. He knows everything. He knows what you have need of before you ever ask. And that's why he's sending a blessing. He's sending a blessing to chase you down. He's on you. God bless you for being here today. May you have a great evening. And entertain the Spirit of God. Yes. Amen. Praise God. We'll pray for them. If I could sing, I'd sing you a song. Peggy said, I'm glad you can't. I am blessed when I get up in the morning. I am blessed. I don't know that's the way it goes, but I'm blessed all the day long. Amen. If you want to learn how to stay blessed, don't go by your feelings. If you go by your feelings, you're going to get shipwrecked. And sometimes God allows you to have those feelings to see if you're going to trust in Him. Not trusting yourself or the things that God has given you. Would you want to say something? Huh? Okay, we're going to pray for His friend before we go home. If you would, right where you're at, Let's pray for that family. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray the angels would be around them. Encouragement would be in their hearts, God. Lord, you'd help their finances come to them and help them to recover, God. Help their spirit, Lord, to be faithful to you, God. And lift them up, God, in their spirit, God. When their spirit is lifted up, their flesh will be lifted up. God, we know that in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise and honor for these wonderful things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you today. Have a great week.